Section 12, First Clement, Chapters 1 through 12 of the Forbidden Books of the New Testament. Translated by Archbishop Wake. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by C.J. Plogue. The First Epistle of Clement to the Corinthians. Chapter 1. Clement commends them for their excellent order and piety in Christ before their schism broke out. The Church of God which is at Rome, to the Church of God which is at Corinth, elect, sanctified by the will of God through Jesus Christ our Lord, grace and peace from the Almighty God by Jesus Christ be multiplied unto you. Brethren, the sudden and unexpected dangers and calamities that have fallen upon us have, we fear, made us the more slow in our consideration of those things which you inquired of us as also of that wicked and detestable sedition so unbecoming the elect of god which a few headstrong and self-willed men have fomented to such a degree of madness that your venerable and renowned name so worthy of all men to be loved is greatly blasphemed thereby for who that has ever been among you has not experienced the firmness of your faith and its fruitfulness in all good works and admired the temper and moderation of your religion in christ and published abroad the magnificence of your hospitality and thought you happy in your perfect and certain knowledge of the gospel for ye did all things without respect of person and walked according to the laws of god being subject to those who had the rule over you and giving the honour that was fitting to the aged among you you commanded young men to think those things that were modest and grave the women ye exhorted to do all things with an unblameable and seemly and pure conscience loving their own husbands as was fitting, and that keeping themselves within the bounds of a due obedience, they should order their houses gravely with all discretion. Ye were all of you humble-minded, not boasting of anything, desiring rather to be subject than to govern, to give than to receive, being content with the portion God hath dispensed to you, and hearkening diligently to his word, ye were enlarged in your bowels, having his sufferings always before your eyes thus a firm and blessed and profitable peace was given unto you and an insatiable desire of doing good and a plentiful effusion of the holy ghost was upon all of you and being full of good designs you did with great readiness of mind and with a religious confidence stretch forth your hands to god almighty beseeching him to be merciful unto you if in anything you had unwillingly sinned against him you contended day and night for the whole brotherhood that with compassion and a good conscience the number of his elect might be saved you were sincere and without offence towards each other not mindful of injuries all sedition and schism was an abomination to you you bewailed every one his neighbour's sin esteeming their defects your own you were kind one to another without grudging being ready to every good work and being adorned with a conversation altogether virtuous and religious you did all things in the fear of god whose commandments were written upon the tables of your heart chapter two how their divisions began all honour and enlargement was given unto you and so was fulfilled that which is written my beloved did eat and drink he was enlarged and waxed fat and he kicked from hence came emulation and envy and strife and sedition persecution and disorder war and captivity so they who were of no renown lifted up themselves against the honourable those of no reputation against those who were in respect the foolish against the wise the young men against the aged therefore righteousness and peace are departed from you 
because every one hath forsaken the fear of God, and is grown blind in his faith, nor walketh by the rule of God's commandments, nor liveth as is fitting in Christ. But every one follows his own wicked lusts, having taken up an unjust and wicked envy, by which death first entered into the world. Chapter 3 Envy and Emulation, the Original of All Strife and Disorder, Examples of the Mischiefs They Have Occasioned For thus it is written, and in process of time it came to pass, that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord, and Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and unto his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very sorrowful, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou sorrowful? And why is thou countenance fallen? If thou shalt offer a right, but not divide a right, hast thou not sinned? Hold thy peace, unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain said unto Abel his brother, Let us go down into the field. And it came to pass, as they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. You see, brethren, how envy and emulation brought the death of a brother. For this our father Jacob fled from the face of his brother Esau. It was this that caused Joseph to be persecuted even unto death, and to come into bondage. Envy forced Moses to flee from the face of Pharaoh king of Egypt, when he heard his own countrymen ask him, Who made thee a judge and ruler over us? Wilt thou kill me as thou didst the Egyptian yesterday? Through envy Aaron and Miriam were shut out of the camp from the rest of the congregation seven days. Emulation sent Dathan and Abiram quick into the grave because they raised up a sedition against Moses, the servant of God. For this David was not only hated of strangers, but was persecuted even by Saul, the king of Israel. But not to insist upon ancient examples, let us come to those worthies that have been nearest to us, and take the brave examples of our own age. Through zeal and envy the most faithful and righteous pillars of the church have been persecuted, even to the most grievous deaths. Let us set before our eyes the holy apostles. Peter, by unjust envy, underwent not one or two, but many sufferings, till at last being martyred he went to the place of glory that was due unto him. For the same cause did Paul in like manner receive the reward of his patience. Seven times he was in bonds. He was whipped, was stoned, he preached both in the east and in the west, leaving behind him the glorious report of his faith. And so having taught the whole world righteousness, and for that end traveled even to the utmost bounds of the west, he at last suffered martyrdom by the command of the governors and departed out of the world, and went unto his holy place, having become a most eminent pattern of patience unto all ages. To these holy apostles were joined a very great number of others, who, having through envy undergone in like manner many pains and torments, have left a glorious example to us. For this not only men, but women have been persecuted, having suffered very grievous and cruel punishments, have finished the course of their faith with firmness, and though weak in body, yet received a glorious reward. This has alienated the minds even of women from their husbands, and changed what was once said by our father Adam, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. In a word, envy and strife have overturned whole cities, 
and rooted out great nations from off the earth. Chapter 4 He exhorts them to live by holy rules, and repent of their divisions, and they shall be forgiven. These things, beloved, we write unto you, not only for your instruction, but also for our own remembrance. For we are all in the same lists, and the same combat is prepared for us all. Wherefore let us lay aside all vain and empty cares, and let us come up to that glorious and venerable rule of our holy calling. Let us consider what is good and acceptable and well-pleasing in the sight of him that made us. Let us look steadfastly to the blood of Christ, and see how precious his blood is in the sight of God, which being shed for our salvation has obtained the grace of repentance for all the world. Let us search into all the ages that have gone before us, and learn that our Lord has in every one of them still given place for repentance to all such as would turn to him. Noah preached repentance, and as many as hearkened to him were saved. Jonah denounced destruction against the Ninevites. Howbeit they, repenting of their sins, appeased God by their prayers, and were saved, though they were strangers to the covenant of God. Hence we find how all the ministers of the grace of God have spoken by the Holy Spirit of repentance. And even the Lord of all, has himself declared with an oath concerning it as i live saith the lord i desire not the death of a sinner but that he should repent adding farther this good sentence saying turn from your iniquity o house of israel say unto the children of my people though your sins should reach from earth to heaven and though they shall be redder than scarlet and blacker than sackcloth yet if ye shall turn to me with all your heart and shall call me father I will hearken to you as to a holy people. And in another place he saith on the wise, Wash ye, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow, though they be as red as crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land, but if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. These things has God established by his almighty will, desiring that all his beloved should come to repentance. Chapter 5 He sets before them the examples of holy men whose piety is recorded in the scripture. Wherefore, let us obey his excellent and glorious will, and imploring his mercy and goodness, let us fall down upon our faces before him, and cast ourselves upon his mercy, laying aside all vanity and contention, and envy which leads unto death. Let us look up to those who have the most perfectly ministered to his excellent glory. Let us take Enoch, for example, who being found righteous in obedience was translated, and his death was not known. Noah, being proved to be faithful, did by his ministry preach regeneration to the world, and the Lord saved by him all the living creatures that went with one accord into the ark. Abraham, who was called God's friend, was in like manner found faithful, inasmuch as he obeyed the commands of God. By obedience he went out of his own country and from his own kindred and from his father's house, that so forsaking a small country and a weak affinity and a little house, he might inherit the promises of God. For thus God said unto him, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, 
and I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be blessed. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And again, when he separated himself from Lot, God said unto him, I lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward, for all the land which thou seest, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. And again he saith, And God brought forth Abraham, and said unto him, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them, so shall thy seed be. And Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Through faith and hospitality he had a son given him in his old age, and through obedience he offered him up in sacrifice to God upon one of the mountains which God showed unto him. Chapter 6 Redemption for such as have been eminent for their faith, kindness, and charity to their neighbors. By hospitality and goodliness was Lot saved out of Sodom, when all the country round about was destroyed by fire and brimstone the lord thereby making it manifest that he will not forsake those that trust in him but will bring the disobedient to punishment and correction for his wife who went out with him being of a different mind and not continuing in the same obedience was for that reason set forth for an example being turned into a pillar of salt unto this day that so all men may know that those who are double-minded and distrustful of the power of god are prepared for condemnation and to be assigned to all succeeding ages by faith and hospitality was rahab the harlot saved for when the spies were sent by joshua the son of nun to search out jericho and the king of jericho knew that they were come to spy out his country he sent men to take them so that they might be put to death rahab therefore being hospitable received them and hid them under the stalks of flax on the top of her house and when the messengers that were sent by the king came unto her and asked her saying there came men unto thee to spy out the land bring them forth for so hath the king commanded she answered the two men whom you seek came unto me but presently they departed and are gone not discovering them unto them then she said to the spies i know that the lord your god has given this city into your hands for the fear of you has fallen upon all that dwell therein when therefore you shall have taken it you shall save me and my father's house and they answered her saying it shall be as thou hast spoken unto us therefore when thou shalt know that we are near thou shalt gather all thy family together upon the housetop and they shall be saved but all that shall be found without thy house shall be destroyed and they gave her moreover a sign that she should hang out of her house a scarlet rope showing thereby that by the blood of our lord there should be redemption to all that believe and hope in god ye see beloved how there was not only faith but prophecy too in this woman chapter seven what rules are given for leading a holy life let us therefore humble ourselves brethren laying aside all pride and boasting and foolishness and anger and let us do as it is written for thus saith the holy spirit let not the wise man glory in his wisdom nor the strong man in his strength nor the rich man in his riches but let him that glorieth glory in the lord 
to seek him and to do judgment and justice above all remembering the words of the lord jesus which he spake concerning equity and long-suffering saying be ye merciful and ye shall obtain mercy forgive and ye shall be forgiven as ye do so shall it be done unto you as ye give so shall it be given unto you as ye judge so shall ye be judged as ye are kind to others so shall god be kind to you with what measure you meet with the same shall it be measured to you again by this command and by these rules let us establish ourselves that so we may always walk obediently to his holy words being humble-minded for so says the holy scripture upon whom shall i look even upon him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and that trembles at my word it is therefore just and righteous men and brethren that we should become obedient unto god rather than follow such as through pride and sedition have made themselves the ringleaders of a detestable emulation for it is not an ordinary harm that we shall do ourselves but rather a very great danger that we shall run if we shall rashly give up ourselves to the wills of men who promote strife and seditions to turn us aside from that which is fitting but let us be kind to one another according to the compassion and sweetness of him that made us for it is written the merciful shall inherit the earth and they that are without evil shall be left upon it but the transgressors shall perish from off the face of it and again he saith i have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like the cedars of lebanus i passed by and lo he was not i sought his place but it could not be found keep innocently and do the thing that is right for there shall be a remnant to the peaceable man let us therefore hold fast to those who religiously follow peace and not to such as only pretend to desire for he saith in a certain place this people honoureth me with their lips but their heart is far from me and again they bless with their mouths but curse in their hearts and again he saith they loved him with their mouths and with their tongues they lied to him for their heart was not right with him neither were they faithful in his covenant let all deceitful lips become dumb and the tongue that speaketh proud things who have said with our tongue we will prevail our lips are our own who is lord over us for the oppression of the poor for the sighing of the needy now will i arise saith the lord i will set him in safety i will deal confidently with him chapter eight he advises then to be humble and follow the example of jesus and of holy men in all ages for christ is theirs who are humble and not who exalt themselves over his flock the sceptre of the majesty of god our lord jesus christ came not in the show of pride and arrogance though he could have done so but with humility as the holy ghost had before spoken concerning him for thus he saith lord who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the lord revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground he hath no form or comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken 
smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare this generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. And again he himself saith, I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips, they shake their heads, saying, He trusted in the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. You see, beloved, what the pattern is that has been given to us. For if the Lord thus humbled himself, what should we do who are brought by him under the yoke of his grace? Let us be followers of those who went about in goatskins and sheepskins, preaching the coming of Christ, such as were Elias and Alexis and Ezekiel the prophet. And let us add to these such others as have received the like testimony. Abraham has been greatly witnessed of, having been called the friend of God, and yet he steadfastly beholding the glory of God, says with all humility, I am dust and ashes. Again of Job it is thus written, that he was just, without blame, true, one that served God and abstained from all evil, yet he, accusing himself, said, No man is free from pollution, no, not though he should live but one day. Moses was called faithful in all God's house, and by his conduct the Lord punished Israel by stripes and plagues. And even this man, though thus greatly honored, spake not greatly of himself. But when the oracle of God was delivered to him out of the bush, he said, Who am I that thou dost send me? I am of a slender voice and a slow tongue. And again he saith, I am as the smoke of the pot. And what shall we say of David? so highly testified of in the holy scriptures to whom god said i have found a man after my own heart david the son of jesse with my holy oil have i anointed him but yet he himself saith unto god have mercy upon me o god according to thy loving kindness according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies blot out my transgressions wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin for i acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against thee only have i sinned and done this evil in thy sight 
that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Chapter 9 he again persuades them to compose their divisions. Thus has the humility and godly fear of these great and excellent men recorded in the scriptures through obedience made not only us but also the generations before us better, even as many as have received his holy oracles with fear and truth. Having therefore so many and such great and glorious examples, let us return to that peace which was the mark that from the beginning was set before us. Let us look up to the Father and Creator of the whole world, and let us hold fast to His glorious and exceeding gifts and benefits of peace. Let us consider and behold with the eyes of our understanding His long-suffering will, and think how gentle and patient He is toward His whole creation. The heavens, moving by His appointment, are subject to Him in peace. Day and night accomplish the courses that He has allotted unto them, not disturbing one another. The sun and moon and all the several companies and constellations of the stars run the courses that he has appointed to them in concord, without departing in the least from them. The fruitful earth yields its food plentifully in due season, both to man and beast, and to all animals that are upon it according to his will, not disputing nor altering anything of what was ordered by him. So also the unfathomable and unsearchable floods of the deep are kept in by his command and the conflux of the vast sea being brought together by his order into its several collections passes not the bounds that he has set to it but as he appointed it so it remains for he said hitherto shall then come and thy flood shall be broken within thee the ocean impassable to mankind and the worlds that are beyond it are governed by the same commands of their great master spring and summer autumn and winter give place peaceably to each other the several quarters of the winds fulfil their work in their seasons without offending one another the ever-flowing fountains made both for pleasure and health never fail to reach out their breasts to support the life of men even the smallest creatures live together in peace and concord with each other all these has the great creator and lord of all commanded to observe peace and concord being good to all but especially to us who flee to his mercy through our lord jesus christ to whom be glory and majesty for ever and ever amen chapter ten 
he exhorts them to obedience from the consideration of the goodness of god and of his presence in every place take heed beloved that his many blessings be not to our condemnation except we shall walk worthy of him doing with one consent what is good and pleasing in his sight the spirit of the lord is a candle searching out the inward parts of the belly let us therefore consider how near he is to us and how that none of our thoughts or reasonings which we frame within ourselves are hid from him it is therefore just that we should not forsake our rank by doing contrary to his will let us choose to offend a few foolish and inconsiderate men lifted up and glorifying in their own pride rather than god let us reverence our lord jesus christ whose blood was given for us let us honor those who are set over us let us respect the aged that are amongst us and let us instruct the younger men in the discipline and fear of the lord our wives let us direct to do that which is good let them show forth a lovely habit of purity in all their conversation with a sincere affection of meekness let the government of their tongues be made manifest by their silence let their charity be without respect of persons alike towards all such as religiously fear god let your children be brought up in the instruction of christ and especially let them learn how great a power humility has with god and how much a pure and holy charity avails with him how excellent and great his fear is and how it will save all such as turn to him with holiness in a pure mind for he is the searcher of the thoughts and counsels of the heart whose breath is in us and when he pleases he can take it from us chapter eleven of faith and particularly what we are to believe as to the resurrection but all these things must be confirmed by the faith which is in christ for so he himself bespeaks us by the holy ghost come ye children and hearken unto me and i will teach you the fear of the lord what man is there that desireth life loveth to see good days keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips that they speak no guile depart from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it the eyes of the lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers but the face of the lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth the righteous cried and the lord delivered him and delivered him out of all his troubles many are the troubles of the wicked but they that trust in the lord mercy shall encompass them about our all-merciful and beneficent father hath bowels of compassion towards them that fear him and kindly and lovingly bestows his graces upon all such as come to him with a simple mind wherefore let us not waver neither let us have any doubt in our hearts of his excellent and glorious gifts let that be far from us which is written miserable are the double-minded and those who are doubtful in their hearts who say these things have we heard and our fathers have told us these things but behold we are grown old and none of them has happened to us o ye fools consider the trees take the vine for example first it sheds its leaves then it buds after that it spreads its leaves then it flowers then come the sour grapes and after them follow the ripe fruit see how in a little time the fruit of the trees come to maturity of a truth yet a little while and his will shall suddenly be accomplished the holy scripture itself bearing witness that he shall quickly come and not tardy and that the lord shall suddenly come to his temple even the three holy ones whom you look for let us consider beloved how the lord does continually show us 
that there shall be a future resurrection, of which he has made our Lord Jesus Christ the firstfruits, raising him from the dead. Let us contemplate, beloved, the resurrection that is continually made before our eyes. Day and night manifest a resurrection to us. The night lies down and the day arises. Again the day departs and the night comes in. Let us behold the fruits of the earth. Everyone sees how the seed is sown. The sower goes forth and casts it upon the earth, and the seed which when it was sown fell upon the earth dry and naked in time dissolves, and from the dissolution the great power of the providence of the Lord rises it again, and of one seed many arise and bring forth fruit. Chapter 12 The Resurrection Further Proved Let us consider that wonderful type of the resurrection which is seen in the eastern countries, that is to say, in Arabia. There is a certain bird called a phoenix. Of this there is never but one at a time, and that lives five hundred years. And when the time of its dissolution draws near that it must die, it makes itself a nest of frankincense and myrrh, and other spices into which, when its time is fulfilled, it enters and dies. But its flesh, putrefying, breeds a certain worm, which being nourished with the juice of the dead bird brings forth feathers and when it is grown to a perfect state it takes up the nest in which the bones of its parents lie and carries it from arabia into egypt to a city called heliopolis and flying in open day in the sight of all men lays it upon the altar of the sun and so returns from whence it came the priests then search into the records of the time and find that it returned precisely at the end of five hundred years. And shall we then think it to be any very great and strange thing for the Lord of all to raise up those that religiously serve him in the assurance of a good faith, when even by a bird he shows us the greatness of his power to fulfill his promise? For he says in a certain place, Thou shalt raise me up, and I shall confess unto thee. And again I laid me down and slept, and awaked, because thou art with me. And again Job says, Thou shalt raise up this flesh of mine that has suffered all these things. Having therefore this hope, let us hold fast to him who is faithful in all his promises, and righteous in all his judgments, who has commanded us not to lie. How much more will he not himself lie? For nothing is impossible with God but to lie. Let his faith then be stirred up again in us and let us consider that all things are nigh unto him. By the word of his power he made all things, and by the same word he is able, whenever he will, to destroy them. Who shall say unto him, What dost thou? Or who shall resist the power of his strength? When, and as he pleased, he will do all things, and nothing shall pass away of all that has been determined by him. All things are open before him, nor can anything be hid from his counsel. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language, where their voice is not heard. End of section 12 Recording by C.J. Plogue